This is episode 104 of the Jack Dan Podcast. You got your boy Metal X2 and Josh Rock start in the studio. What's good, man? How are you? What's good? Episode 104. I think last week was technically our second anniversary, but we were so hyped for the Xbox news that we kind of forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what? That's you're, you're exactly right because it was on it was on the 18th. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just look here. Yeah, it was. Is that it was last week? You're exactly right. And that mm-hmm. Xbox news just didn't foreshadow and shut down everything. That's all we was talking about. <laughs> yep, we we were just so hyped for it. With like, we completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's the reason why the name of this episode is called uh, Season Three in Full Swing. Mm-hmm. because this is season three uh we're bringing new ideas um new guests um new everything uh trying to pull some uh different uh different ways of doing things just trying to make it well trying to keep the jack Dan podcast relevant um you know we're just gonna come up with some new things and uh, mm-hmm. uh we're, we're excited for a whole near new year of unfolding uh, I can't believe, you know, we've been we've been at this for two years. Know, so we're going into the third year. No, they're going into this. Well, no, it's two years. So it's been two years. So it'll be three years. So, yes, going into the third year because it'll be yep. third. It'll be three years next year, January. So going into our third year, mm-hmm. um, fresh and new one weekend. Um, yeah, we just want to we just want to keep you on bring the same laughs uh, with better jokes. And um, yeah, we out here. Mm-hmm. Another year, and we got lots of fun stuff still coming through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure, for sure. Well, anyway, you know, we like to chill in now, you know, Jack Dan style. Want to be able to see how your past week is going, what you've been up to, what games you've been playing. That's specifically it. Um, so what's happening? Everything's been good. It's been a pretty good week. Uh, in terms of, like, the, the games I've been playing... Uh, I've finally beat Black Ops 3 on realistic difficulty. This is probably one of the hardest things I'd have ever done in a game. Only next to like World at War's campaign. That was pretty difficult. And it seems like Treyarch just wants to destroy people out here. Mm. With with these hard Call of Duty campaigns. Mm. And... I'm getting I'm getting a little bit excited for what's to come with uh, Xbox and uh, and Activision. Uh, so I'm playing a little bit of COD, uh, and um, I'm also been watching uh, some uh, Book of Boba Fett, which I, I'm liking a lot. It seems like I'm I'm liking it a lot more than other people are. Um, I know that the next episode just dropped with a certain uh, someone that's going to be in the episode. Uh, so I can't wait to watch that. Uh, but other than that, like, it's been a good week. I must say. It's been a pretty good week. Um, I myself am playing Shin Megami Tensei 5 still. I'm 50 hours in. 
Um, and I am, uh, I'm at the uh, Demon's Castle right now, so I'm there. Uh, if I check against the boss, official boss list, not even counting DLC or side bosses or optional bosses, just straight story bosses, I've hit the halfway mark in the game. Mm. How many <laughs> like hours was... I, I, I like I'm 50 hours in like it's ridiculous I, I how am I 50 hours in and I'm only halfway through the game mm -hmm. so I, I I I don't um I don't understand um but all I know is I'm having a ball with it um I mean I should be rapid firing all the way to the end um actually because so so basically this game is in order to be at the end of the game you should be in the 90s <laughs> To be at the <laughs> right cool. now, I'm fighting bosses that I should be uh, level 50, 53, and I'm level 56 right now. So I've just been grinding my butt off nice. um, playing this You've game, just trying to stay, work. yeah, trying to stay over leveled <laughs> so that curve doesn't hit me. Because yeah. let me tell you, I, I hated the first part of this game, but that, uh, that first boss, man, that completely wrecked my mind. But then I go back and watch some videos, and I did the first areas properly and built a team properly, I wouldn't have been destroyed at that first boss like I was because I mm -hmm. kind of rushed to it, went straight to it, and I got smacked. So I had to go back and formulate and have a proper team, properly level monsters, because the goal on this game, it's not to walk out with your team alive, is to make sure your protagonist, the main character lives. So even if you, you know how many boss fights I made it through where my main character was the only person alive? Like, <laughs> I mean, there was one boss I made it where I literally had one, like, one hit left that I could give. And I'm like, okay, you know, all my demons are dead. Um, the, the way this battle system is, if a demon dies, you have to revive it. But reviving it doesn't bring it back into your squad. You have to revive it one turn, then use another turn to cl to to click change so it can bring it from off the bench back into the restarting roster. Oh, that it's 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 messy. So reviving so you, a demon is not always fun. So you can roll in with a whole bunch of monsters and then you just like take them from the bench and put them in and just keep throwing them in. Like the best thing yeah. to do is. You want to have cannon fodder, right? So you want to have monsters that, um, so let's say you're fighting against a, 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 monster, a demon that's only weak to light, okay? You want to use all of your other demons that's weak to light first, depending on how your squad is, and then let him destroy those or let them burn up their mana pool first, then rotate them out and then put the next squad in. So I've literally created two to three squads that I would have that I would rotate in where I always have a healer, always have my damage dealers, this, this, and that. So, I mean, the game, the game has endless combinations or you could just build one squad and then do all the debuffs and go through bosses where we only have one squad. But you're going to be needing to rotate demons out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, or else it's not, um, it's, it's not going to be profitable for you because you're going to be, so they made it in this game that you can't buy mana pots. You can't, you can only get them from drops and you have to farm for them. So oh. it's, it, it's in a way where you need to have a team full of demons. Like you have to have consistent, uh, amount of demons in your squad that you can just keep, you know, rotating out and using. And now that I've gotten closer to end game, um demons demons stick with you a lot longer in the early part of the game 
every t- every level you get, you're always upgrading your levels by fusing for higher demons, so you stay less attached to them. But now you're attached to demons longer because the grinding pace is slower, and demons are stuck around longer because they they have certain combinations that you need. Um, so like three bosses straight, they were weak to dark, and I had to bring the same black frost with me that had ice and strong ice and strong dark um abilities and he was only weak to a few things so yeah i mean it's it's crazy and infusing demons is a whole thing by itself like carrying skills from one demon to another demon to another demon and then doing it again with this demon tree didn't do it again with this only to fuse all and carry all those skills over to us like it's just crazy like you have special fusion so um it's it's actually crazy sounds good <laughs> yeah, i, I love good. monster capturing stuff so yeah, it's definitely good. The more freedom but... of that, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking about monster capturing thing, you know what? Um, we're going to uh, pivot uh, really quick because um, I want to talk about it a little bit because it actually comes out this weekend. So actually, mm-hmm. by the time you guys are listening to this episode, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus would have dropped and you would right. actually be playing it um as this episode comes out so i want to take a moment to talk about that because this is it's been a while since i've actually been itching for a new game something brand new i like games that take a chance and they're new okay mm-hmm. even though you guys are thinking like okay what this man is talking about like pokemon is not new we already know what pokemon is you pick your three starters you go three fight gym this is and that okay and then and plus it's top down i get it that's normally how 90% of the games are, minus in Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, those games. Okay, and then you have the different games, Cafe Mix, and then you have Pokemon Unite, which is the um, the mobile version of Pokemon. So you have those. But they actually consider Pokemon Legends Arceus, Nintendo actually posted a banner on the screen. They actually consider Pokemon Legends Arceus a main entry into the series. So they consider it canon, right? So it's not just the offshoot, which is how we all thought. We thought Pokemon Legends was just offshoot because who drops two big Pokemon games like this within three months apart? Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and uh, Shining Pearl came out in November? Yep, uh, of last year, and then to have Pokemon Legends Arceus drop three months later, we're like, when they first announced this last year, we're like, what the hell is Nintendo doing? Like, how the heck are they able yeah. to drop two big Pokemon games out like this? One game is a remake, and then another game is a brand new game. So we're so we're all like, okay, we're gonna skip Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because I actually skipped those games, but actually, yeah. I need to go <laughs> back and I need to go back in and get at least one of those games because you can unlock a legendary Pokemon in uh, Legends Arceus if you have save data from this game. And apparently, mm. uh, they're gonna release the full list. But if you have saved data from different Pokemon games on your Switch, you can unlock hidden um, Pokemon in the game that you can only get. So, uh, like, for instance, you know how you were able to get Mew on Let's Go if you connected the Pokeball up to it? And and then you were able to get Mew in Short Sword and Shield if you had Let's Go save data, yeah. uh, different things like that. So, apparently, Pokemon Legends Arceus, if you have Let's Go data, if you have Sword and Shield data, if you have um, Brilliant diamond and shining pearl save data you can get up to three different legendaries that's hitting in the game that you can only get by having saved data from those games so i need to actually pick up um 
uh, Brilliant Dinosaur Shining Pro. And I actually, you know what? I want to go back and actually play the game. Might probably so because I've never played the main entry to it. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had skipped it. So, I mean, I'll probably get it, go through the story. I'll probably get it for the low on a discount just to say that I've had it, just to have played it um you know to play it on the switch so i will go back and do it it's just with all the games that came out at that time i couldn't afford to swing that much money like if i can get the double pack on sale like i tried to get it opec um they had a sale last year where the double pack was discounted for like 40 each game was like 40 bucks and i tried yeah. to get it from the u.s converse site l babbins had posted it and it kept they kept canceling my order i was so pissed off like i like i hate missing out on deals like i actually cured it twice and walmart canceled my orders both times and mm-hmm. i i was i was actually i was actually cheesed uh, I should have probably called and um, and and got them to honor it because I I was actually uh, I was actually disappointed um, that mm-hmm. I kept losing it. Um, but uh, but anyway, so Parker Pokemon Legends Arceus is a new take on. On the series that they. Oh, 119. Wait a minute. Oh, you're looking uh, at the double pack? Yeah, I don't know. Did they did they go back up again? Okay, so maybe Quick shout out to uh, Jonathan in the chat. What's good? Oh, yes, yes. What's good, man? How are you? Um. Okay, so, yeah, so I did. So, anyway, it was like 100. It was like 80 bucks or whatever, US. And then I would have got the code or whatever. And uh, I would have been playing that. So it would have been good. So that if I find it, if I find a deal on it later, um, then I'll grab both and I'll go back and I'll play it. But again, that has yeah. to be something I'm done when when I have nothing else to play. But anyway, Pokemon yeah. Legends Arceus is, is a new game in the entry where they are trying to do something completely different. First of all, they say it's the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon, which in a sense it is. Um, but from what I've actually seen... And um, and even if I did play it, I wouldn't even say it on the podcast if I played it or not, because, I mean, that's a big no-no by itself. <laughs> but this game does not, it's not truly open world. It is, but it isn't. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was open world. You can go from one side of the map to the next, no loading screens. On this game, it feels like it's open world, but it's not. It's actually broken down by areas. Yeah, okay. so there's a so bunch it's, of big areas. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like Pokemon, the Wild Zone, uh, whatnot, like in Sword and Shield. It's kind of like that. And you have, you know, different areas that um, you can go in. And then those areas are kind of like open world. But the whole mm-hmm. game itself is not open world. And I'm, I'm kind of glad it's not. Because first of all, if they were struggling to, um, if they were struggling to, have the graphics to push for it then i would rather them cut back on the ram and stuff and have it mm-hmm. loaded into instances or worlds or whatever in a big yeah. area so you can be able to have it so um you have that and you have the fact that this whole experience this is a game that we've all wanted to play since we were young since i mean i'm somebody that's played pokemon since the very beginning i'm talking about going all the way back to where i'm in the back seat of my parents car and i have my black and white screen and i have my you know light on trying flashlight trying to play the game because that's before games were backlit 
right? You, the Game Boy, original Game Boy, there was no backlit screens. We didn't get black backlit screens until uh, Game Boy Pocket. Um, mm -hmm. No, no, Game Boy Pocket wasn't backlit either. What was backlit? Um, no, no, new... further down the the Game Boy Color, I think. The Game Boy Color was backlit. I think so. I know, I know. It was I think it was the Game Boy? Was it the Game Boy SP? I think. Oh my gosh! Oh no, it might be further than that. Yeah, I think it's it was the SP that had the backlit I screen. I think I think SP was the first one with the backlit. You could turn it up and down. Um, you know what? Oh, I'm just about typing in real quick. So I should know mm -hmm. better. There was probably like an attachment for the Game Boy that you could. Put I was right. On it. Game but Boy SP. Yeah. Yep, Game Boy SP was the first Game Boy that that had a backlight on it and i remember getting that game boy because the game boy advance i was pissed off that that have a backlight again when golden sun came out and i wanted to play it i had to get a worm light on the game boy advance there's a little part on the top where you can plug it in and the worm light comes over on the screen and you're playing it because of the light there and so it's shining down you could not play it when when i when the s the game boy advance sp came out it was a game changer absolute mm -hmm. game changer that means i could play any game without having to have a source of light right and in all that jazz like i've been playing pokemon since it took four double a batteries to power up your game boy okay <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like that's how long i've been playing um playing pokemon so to bring it all the way back home um to be able to play a game where instead of you going to a screen where you have a dual screen and you're fighting your Pokemon, your Pokemon <laughs> is sitting on the other side. I mean, it's again, it's evolved from sprites where your Pokemon is standing still and when they get hit, they're standing still. And then it comes to they actually make a little moving animation when you first go into the screen. Like it goes from all that to now you can actually creep onto a Pokemon, throw a Pokeball and, and, and catch it real time. Like mm -hmm. Josh, do you under, Josh? I don't think you understand the That's freaking what excitement, for. The, the the freaking excitement of being able to creep up behind a Pokemon and actually throw and aim it. Because if you overthrow it, you just you waste a Pokeball, okay? But yeah. the fact that you can aim it, throw it, and if any other Pokemon are near after you catch it, they look at it and they run away, scared. You know what I'm saying? Like Josh, this guy, this guy. You, like yeah. and then if you want to fight it, you can literally run up, throw your Pokemon, you, you throw your Pokeball out, you know, and um, it, your Pokemon comes out and start fighting real time. You know what I'm saying? Like while you actually run around and stay out of the way, you can actually put yourself in the way of danger while battling. Josh, th th listen, th this is this is this. They better not go back to the old school top down Pokemon. If they do that, I will also skip that entry. Because it's no like they they're they're carrying new things, okay? They need to do different things. They need to not yeah. keep going backwards. And this, I, I, listen, I was talking about this, and, and Jonathan is actually in the chat right now. I was talking to Miss about this earlier. If they come out with different games that build onto this game, like like DLCs, like islands, like extra stuff, like if I they can redo. 
if they can redo, okay, because Pokemon they have they have no they, they have no short space of running room. If they can go back and take every island and morph it into a Pokemon, like you have Pokemon Legends Mew, Pokemon Legends Mewtwo, or Pokemon Legends um, Lugia and Ho-Oh, you know what I'm saying? Pokemon Legends Kyogre and Grudon. You know, look, Josh, are you serious, mm-hmm. Josh? Let me tell you, and then by that time, they would have understood and made a way to make multiplayer battles uh, where it's kosher to where you can actually do it. Because right now, there's no multiplayer battles. It's only multiplayer trading, which I'm okay with. Because just like games, not every game needs to have a multiplayer online mode, okay? So Mm -hmm. I I get that 100%. Not every game needs to have one. I think, Josh, you mentioned this too. where uh actually no you did avengers (laughs) avengers we were talking about avengers you said avengers should have never been a multiplayer game (laughs) it should have been what guardians of the galaxy is i think so i'm staying out of that that argument (laughs) i'm staying out of that (laughs) (laughs) so i think i think you i think you said something of the something of the sort so um, but anyway, we said staying out of that argument. That's fine. We'll stay out of that. We'll stay out of that mud pit because, uh, you know what? As a sidebar to that, um, Crystal Dynamics they they talked about their uh, event for this year, and they talked about Outriders, but they did not talk about Avengers. So a lot of people are saying Avengers is officially dying off in the middle of this year. If that well, happens, it happens. I, I think it makes sense because now Crystal Dynamics is like working on um, Perfect Dark. So, well, the majority of them are, are moved over to that project already. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, mean, I think that's that's what's gonna happen. Look, if it's gone, it's gone, and it's okay. The mm-hmm. game has run its course, but that is what it is. That's not what we're talking about today. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so going back, going back to Pokemon, they created like a Pokemon expansion pass where they even no here here is it better better yet let's put it like this let them come out with a brand new game import the save file from Pokemon Legends Arceus and port it into the new game let you carry over your poker your your Pokemon or whatever. And you can't access your poke your your Pokemon storage bin until let's say a certain part in the game, maybe at the mm-hmm. end, right? Yeah. So let's just say it holds your Pokemon storage, okay? Um, and then just to keep from going through the whole game with all your Pokemon, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah, they got to figure something out anyway. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Legend Arceus it comes out this Friday. Um, uh, for people that's waiting at midnight, it unlocks at twi- at 11.59 local time, meaning when it hits midnight, you can actually play the game digital. Um, mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it. It's a fresh, brand new game in the series. Um, completely, uh, complete with uh, pokemon to size so there are certain pokemon that's taller than others and like they actually show a gardevoir how they stand like a whole three or four feet taller than your character and the gardevoir actually kneels down to uh, josh (laughs) i'm telling you josh i'm telling you man i i'm i haven't been excited for a game like i'm excited for this so uh, i'm excited to play this on my oled switch uh it comes out uh this weekend um and then we have 
Dying Light that comes out next Friday, but I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. So we have some mm-hmm. other games coming out, but the big game dropping this week is uh, as Pokemon is shutting down yeah. January. It's taking it out with a nice clean bang. It's the last great game in my book that's coming out in January. I mean, you may have a, a different book, but um, yeah. I think that this is all Pokemon this, this month. Like yeah. critics have been very favorable to it and I'm glad. Yeah. Because even though it's like they keep saying like it's technically maybe a little lacking and graphically a little lacking, everybody yeah. like likes this. This is ambitious, and this is yeah. kind of like what we're waiting for from them. Um, right. I, I for myself, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it right away, or if I'm gonna wait uh, like till my friend plays it and then I'll probably borrow it off him. I'm not okay, sure yet. I'm enough. still debating. Uh, I'm definitely hyped for it. I'm I'm gonna play it this year. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and uh, like as for like you were saying, uh, like you're gonna pick up a uh, Diamond and Pearl. Th- those games are awesome. Like uh, those are my first Pokemon games that I got into. And oh, okay. It, I, I poured like at least like 300 hours into Diamond, and then when Platinum came out, I poured like another 500 into that. Th- those mm-hmm. are like very like good games, and they're like these remakes pretty faithful to the original. So okay. I think I think you'll enjoy them too. That's so crazy. We have two different generations of when we started. You started mm-hmm. playing Diamond and Pearl, and I started on Red and Blue, the mm-hmm. the first one. That that's absolutely insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's either showing my age or what. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's is. I think it's showing my age. The fact that we have that far apart because by that time you have movable sprites um you know the game is completely overhaul completely color all different um mm-hmm. so yeah that's 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 hilarious yep. uh, but regardless we come from separate generations separate times the goal is see we have a love for pokemon we enjoy playing it and that's that's it at the end of the day we love playing pokemon so Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to, uh, if you're going to grab it, uh, talk about it. Let us know what you think about it. I know I'll be in the Discord quite a bit um, playing it. I'm going to try to stream it. So, yeah. Before we That's roll it. into our, our like updates for the big topic of last week, we got uh, Lord Oni in the chat, and he joined us for that episode last week. Yep, yep. Whoop, shout mm-hmm. out to Lord Oni. Yep. Holding it down with us. Holding it down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's what's good. That's we what's we good. knew this this was gonna like be like a, a part two situation or uh, an ongoing story, and uh, we got some some I would say small but like some updates to talk about when it comes to like Microsoft and Activision. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, it's one of those things where. Uh, <sighs> It's, it's like your friend says, you know what, I'll let you borrow $5. You don't have to ever pay me back, you know, whenever. And then next week, soon as it's coming out, like, yo, man, so let me hold that. Let me get that $5 back real quick. And it's like, man, you told me you ain't had to, you told me I had to pay you back the $5. What you talking about? I was like, yo, you know what, I did, but you know, I don't remember that. So I'm going to get that $5 back. And that's exactly what's about to happen right now with Microsoft and uh, Activision and Sony right now. Sony being the big elephant in the room, Microsoft have all these promises that they're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to honor this. We're going to honor all these agreements and this this and this but let me tell you by next year or even by the end of this year stuff gonna start changing 
And, and Microsoft gonna say, yeah, you know what? Never mind. You know, I don't remember saying that. And everybody's gonna come on Twitter and say, you know what? That tweet aged well. And they're gonna, they're gonna be talking about it like, you know, Microsoft did this. It's just the same thing they did um, uh, when um, what happened when they were talking about the Activision scandal. And uh, Microsoft said, we're gonna um, step back and evaluate our relationship with uh, you know mm-hmm. Activision and this, this, and that. And uh, we, we don't take kindly to two of those things. And then somebody had a tweet said, okay, Microsoft said that before, but now Microsoft said, you know what, fine. If you can't do it yourself, we'll buy you and we'll show you how to do it. And we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> Then it kind of, and then somebody had an image of uh, Thanos from um, the first Avengers. You know when he goes in. Uh, actually, um, I think it was like the fifth or sixth movie down where he said, yeah. "You know, he's going to do it myself." So he shows the the gauntlet coming up and just sticks his hands like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do this myself," and it's done. And I'm yeah. just like, "Yeah." So everybody's saying that's what Microsoft did to, to Activision right now because they did confirm that once Microsoft gets full ownership of the company, which we didn't get to mention that because it wasn't really announced till after we dropped that episode. Yeah. Um, but Microsoft said that. Um, um, once they acquire full ownership, that uh, Bobby Kotick will be removed from the company entirely. Like, he will not be there anymore. So, as far as we know, days are numbered. So, you know, everybody is in on Twitter with their pitchforks uh, saying, you know what? We're going to wait and start boycotting Microsoft until we figure out what's going to happen with Bobby Kotick. Because if he stays on board, everybody has their screen, their subscription screen up, ready to cancel it. Like, you know what? I'm ready to cancel Game Pass if he's still there. I'm like, you guys are just like, you guys are doing this for the clicks. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, I don't get it. it. It's such a pivotal part of like the equation that like Bobby Kotick goes. Like, we all want him to go. And yep. like, he won't go until like the deal's signed. Uh, and yep. like, so like we're we're so invested in that part of it because like we're we're just sick of seeing what he's done un, under his leadership True. to uh, to everybody in Activision. And True. Uh, True. actually, I I didn't add it on here, but there was one dev that was firing off uh, on uh, on Bobby Kotick, and he still works for the company. Mm. So I was like, whoa, shots! Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> he, he was he was going ham on it. Uh, talking about like what it was like under Bobby Kotick, so wow. he's feeling bullish about this like we are. Uh, well, that's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people have their feelings. Um, again, whether it's positive or negative, if something comes to the light and if something you've done, and I really feel again, let, let me just let me watch what I say here. People have done certain things in their life, and I really feel that people should be a little bit more um they should be a little bit more complacent when it comes time to bring in a pitchforks over things that people have done knowing well when they've done something of the sort in their lifetime now mm. i'm not saying that everyone has done something excuse me to the same degree as bobby Kodak, but it's still, I mean, you, you, you guys have to be careful when you guys are coming up in arms about people because it's, it's just like the, um, it's just like the smash, uh, uh, the smash scene when all these people start coming out about what they've done to other people on the smash. Scene. I mean, it was just like, per, like people just start dropping like flies, even big people yeah. like Nairo and like, it's just so many zero. people to name yeah. and zero where they're dropping all these big statements 
because of things that had happened. So then when everybody took their turn to, um, you know, start and like Lord only say in the chat, when somebody start casting the first stone, everybody start throwing it behind it. But wait a minute. Why do you have stones in your hand? You literally did the same thing. Your situation just hasn't came out yet. Then as soon as their situations come up to the light and everybody's talking about it and they're like, oh, you know what? I'm writing a statement now. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that they're not sorry. I'm not saying that. It's just that I don't agree with people throwing stones at someone else for the very same thing they're going through when they have skeletons in their closet that's similar to what that is. Like, I, I, I always find that... Um, baffling to me so when you see all these people online up in arms about different things that people do yes you can anybody can easily say what they're saying when the spotlight is not on them now do i agree to things that bobby kodak has done no i do not 110 percent. i don't agree with that at all okay so I, I i and neither do i condone or support anything he's done and that's why i really feel like okay um Activision Blizzard, it was somewhat, I'm not saying it was burning, it's a burning ship right now, but I really feel it's not in a good place. A lot of the IPs no. that they have are not doing well. World of Warcraft, not doing well. Overwatch, eh, it's not really doing well. Like a lot of their IPs they have, they need help. And the fact that there was a, a back closet sale that these, all these high stake people were into trying to buy it. Because trust me, for us to come out and say Microsoft is planning to buy Activision Blizzard, this has to be had to been in talks from as soon as that scandal happened last year. 100 percent. You don't make a big deal like this overnight. You don't wake up and say, I'm geared to spend X amount of millions of dollars or billions of dollars and buy a huge company like this. Like it just it, it doesn't work like that. Um, right, you know right. so I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just um, it, it's it had to been something where people were there. And uh, Lord only mentioned this last week. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of kind of agreeing with them. Um, Microsoft is one of the few people in a position to actually acquire something as big as this, being able to have deep pockets. Because when you really think about it, Sony may have money, but Sony don't have Microsoft money. And nope. right now, Microsoft is in everybody's households in some sort of way, whether they got an Xbox or whether they have a computer. Right. I mean, Microsoft is competing on every scale like they've just dropped a Microsoft Surface to compete against the Chromebook right now. So I think it's like a three hundred dollar Surface that they've dropped and uh, specifically targeted to students um, and things like that. So, I, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, Microsoft has money. Sony, not so much to be able to do. So when they pull no, out something like money. that. Yeah. No, nah, not like that. So, um, you know, kind of bringing it back full circle. Uh, Phil Spencer, which is at the captain of the ship, I will say he's doing a great job with with uh, Xbox. He kind of reminds me of um, of Laguerre, uh from T-Mobile. Oh gosh, what is his name? Um, what is his name? John Legere. Okay, he reminds me of him, and the reason why I say that because T-Mobile was in the negative. Okay, T-Mobile was in the red. John Legere comes on, changes the whole brand, revamps, changes everything, and he brings the company back up, right, to the point where they're in a position to buy Sprint, right, and be able to tear the market down to where instead of it being four players, it's not only three. 
um and 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 not I mean before even bought they sprint they did um metro pcs right so it, it kind of reminds me of what's happening in the market right now a lot of people disagree with microsoft going to buying up all these other companies but you know what at the end of the day no nobody was laughing when when sony went and they were doing what they were doing you know putting everything together and they had all their uh all their games on the platform so again i'm not going to talk about microsoft for what they're doing um they're doing their thing they got the money to do so and, and that's what they're pushing so uh i think phil spencer just like um what was mr nintendo um who brought nintendo um of america reggie i honestly think nintendo would not be where they are right now if it was not for reggie you know what I'm saying? Reggie, Reggie really put, um, he brought Nintendo, like Nintendo's been in the forefront, but he's, he's maintained and elevated their image, which is why when Reggie left Nintendo, there was a huge, like, you know what? We love you, Reggie excuse me we miss you uh no matter where you go you're always going to be missed you know nintendo to us because he did so well with the pr for nintendo so i really feel mm -hmm. like phil spencer is doing a good job with driving everything with xbox so right now he's saying that um he spoke with sony and they're honoring all agreements that activision has made for games coming for the playstation right so you know, if that's what he's doing, I again, my hat's off to Phil Spencer. If that's what's happening, that's what's happening. Um, however, uh, Jason Schreier of Bloomberg has released an article saying that um, the agreement with Microsoft, Sony, and Activision, well, actually, it's just Microsoft and Sony now because they've acquired Activision. Well, they're in the works to acquire Activision. Um, they're saying that the next three COD games are guaranteed to be multi-platform and this include COD 2022 which is this year, COD 2023 uh, and Warzone 2 which is coming Oops. in 2023 <laughs> I, I don't think they were supposed to know that there was a Warzone 2 coming <laughs> well I mean listen if you do your listen if you do your due diligence on on the internet we didn't have to go break into nobody's back servers to pull this information yeah. out you know what I'm saying like this is this is on there and this is not leaked information if it's in a Bloomberg article chances are a lot of people in the world have either read this article in an uber or mm -hmm. you know in the bathroom somewhere you know what I'm saying like th this yeah. is a popular article but and plus Jason Schreier is very popular uh, yeah, very he, popular he does writer. a great job. Like, right when it comes to like sourcing stuff and corroboration, he does just an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, they're guaranteed three games. After that, the future with Call of Duty, it, it's going to kind of look kind of bleak. Honestly, I mean, you can't really mm -hmm. expect Microsoft to continue to handshake unless Sony gives them their whole back pocket and say, you know what, we need to keep COD. So, what do we got to do? Let's talk about it. Right. If mm -hmm. it comes down to a point where Sony says that, then Sony again. I mean, Sony is eating off of Microsoft's dinner plate. They delay. Listen, we're gonna feed you the scraps. We gotta take the scraps. <laughs> I mean, I I can't see Sony going and rivaling a first-person shooter that's only on the PlayStation platform that will be able to rival something like that. I can't. I I can't see them doing that. Even with Killzone, Killzone was never bigger than COD. Killzone was no. never bigger than Medal no. of Honor. You know what I'm saying? Like no. Sony, there's nothing that Sony can create that will be bigger. And you know the reason why? Because it will only be on PS5. They're losing out on one of the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest platforms that will add to it, and that's PC. But guess what? If you include, see, guess who else you're including? Microsoft. So how are you going to get around this whole thing? Because 
Xbox, look at look at Fantasy Star Online too, right? Even though the game is is doing pretty well, I mean, it's doing for what it's going for. You can effectively say, "I'm bringing a game on Xbox and I'm bringing a game on PC." If Xbox was to create a first-person shooter, let's just say COD dies off in 2023, they create their own first-person shooter. That shooter will last on Microsoft longer than it will last on PlayStation because when you say Xbox, it has to be Xbox and PC. There is no just mm -hmm. Xbox. It's always both. So when Sony creates a shooter, it's just PlayStation. How many people are going to just play with just PlayStation? And guess how long that matchmaking is going to last? Not very long. The reason why COD's matchmaking has bloomed, blossomed into what it is now because it's merged all three um all three platforms together so you're you're matchmaking with people on playstation you're matchmaking on people on your current platform and then either the playstation or or xbox you know what i'm saying either either one of the three so and even if you choose to to just matchmake on your one platform it'll take a while because even when I played Black Ops, it took forever matchmaking. That's why I knew Black Ops was not really a good game. Um, but it is what it is. You, you know, they were, matchmaking was okay. But to be able to have all three matches come like this, like instantly. So just think if Sony created one. First of all, PS5 is a shortage. So much so where they're, they're going back to making PS4s, which again is the stupidest idea ever. But you know what? Sony got something going on in their brain, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, but along with having the ability to create something, Josh, in your honest opinion, you being a Sony fanboy, and I'm gonna let you answer this. How long you think this COD competitor in 2024 will last? I think uh, as long as this deal, these deals have been signed. Cause, uh, I, I think that like, uh, along with getting Activision, in, in terms of getting just pure things like studios, uh, Microsoft also gained a lot of bargaining power. So it, I'm sure that like COD doesn't come without stipulations. So mm. I, I've always wondered, uh, and it, it's, it, it seems pie in the sky, but maybe not so much now. I've always wondered if there would be a curated game pass that would come to PlayStation. And I think with the amount of bargaining power that Microsoft has now, mm -hmm. I think it, it's more likely than we think. Uh, and this curated Game Pass would probably have only Microsoft's first and second parties. I, I can't imagine like the, the 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 hoops they'd have to go through in order for it to uh, to work for the third parties. Like, let's say mm -hmm. you make a deal on Game Pass to have like something like uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. But if if they had the full Game Pass on PlayStation, that's mm -hmm. a way to get around selling it on PlayStation. So it, it'd have to be the first and second parties. And I imagine yeah. if that Game Pass were to come to uh, Sony, um, it it would then COD would continue to be on the, uh, the console. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of uh, hoops to go through. It's like they could drop it as like an X cloud kind of situation where you have to mm -hmm. stream it or else mm -hmm. if they want to have it native is Microsoft willing to have the, Oh, like to put in the time to make ports of essentially right. they'd be making ports of all their games for PlayStation to get it mm -hmm. to work on that, that console, because while the architecture is similar, uh, they still got to optimize it to work for that console. True. 
So no, like, yeah, but but I point. think like all this is all bargaining power for Microsoft, and and maybe Microsoft says, uh, you guys are coming out with Spartacus, and we we like your your back compat, uh, and we want to mm-hmm. see some of these PS1 and PS2 games come to Xbox Game Pass, or, or just Xbox in general. So maybe Sony brings over a portion of that over to uh, Microsoft's ecosystem, and now all of a sudden you see some of the stuff like. Um, like the easy ones to pick are like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, like the original PS1 iterations of them, yeah. uh, coming to the the Microsoft. But like maybe you see like Ape Escape, or you see uh, some of the other bigger PlayStation One and Two titles like Legend of Dragoon or um, Jack and Daxter. They yeah. they come over to the Xbox side of things. So I think Microsoft is in a very good position um, to uh, to to bargain for things and if sony doesn't want to play ball and they they continue to do their walled garden approach that they always mm-hmm. do then we're going to take things away we're going to take away cod we're going to take away all these things that like sony really needs to be honest because they, they they keep making these third-party deals with companies but those expire uh and the these deals with xbox like they have these things now so you're at their mercy now sony and you you need to make good decisions from here on out nope i agree like i like honestly truly um as far as uh some of these games I buy it because my friend believes in PlayStation and, you know, and I'll play with certain people on PlayStation. But I remember when Game Pass first came out and, and Microsoft was committed to bringing all these AAA games to game, to day one on the Game Pass. Instead of making a deal to have the game on Game Pass, why not just buy the studio and then make it day one for themselves? Notice how Microsoft doesn't lose money when Forza or Halo or any of their first-party IP drops and they make it day one on Game Pass. They're not losing money mm-hmm. on Halo Infinite. They're no. not losing money on Forza 5 when they drop. Those are first-party games. Now, if you really look at it, I mean, they could bring Hearthstone on Xbox if they wanted to. They could bring the next Diablo series and bring it on Game Pass day one. And it will be considered first party title because Blizzard mm-hmm. owns the IP now. I mean, just think we live in a world where Diablo 4 or the next Diablo game, whatever they name it, will be considered a Microsoft first party title because mm-hmm. they own the studio now. Right. So it's just it's I don't know. It, it's just it, it's craziness. Yep. It, it's yeah. It's craziness. just like they, they own these things now. So. Mm-hmm. Like they they and they have time to bargain these things. Like yep. what the COD 2024 game is not that far away. No, uh, it's not. And even if they decide to de- delay it, like uh, so they can focus on like maybe a COD coming out uh, a year and a half instead of a- every November. Mm-hmm. Still, like that's a bargaining chip under their under I their the like the umbrella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, what was Sony's like best-selling games of last year? It was COD Vanguard. That was on the top. That's that sad. Was, like, as good as performing as like stuff like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and a couple of other things Sony has. Like, their their biggest-selling stuff is COD, and then some third parties. So, yeah. they need to make good decisions if they want to keep getting those thirty percent rips off of like their biggest-selling things. 
and, yeah, and no, Microsoft's sure. holding a, a, a pretty significant amount of those things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just just to put just to put things in uh, in perspective here, um, there was a there was a tweet that dropped earlier, and actually we're gonna um, talk about that. Actually, let me so let me mention this. So um, Activision is looking to revive older IPs like uh, Guitar Hero, Skylander franchise in some kind of way. Um, so Let's that'd go. be nice if they're able to do that. Um, uh, they also want to bring up. Uh, older ips like uh king's quest and hexen uh, you know the little puzzle games and um and, and different things like that so uh and also blizzard working on a brand new game it's going to be a survival game that is separate from all their other franchises so mm-hmm. it's good to see that um they're they're um they're 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 working on things they're they're making mm-hmm. things happen and they're bringing things forward so now it, I, w- I want to mention this because it's actually going to bridge into our second part of our news so the fact that microsoft bought uh, activision Blizzard for that huge amount of money right now look at it like this so now we're going to talk about uh uh respawn entertainment okay mm-hmm. ea bought respawn Okay, and I'm looking for this dog on tweet because damn oh, it, I have Ahmad. it in the uh, the do, no, do I, like uh, our news section. Yeah, yeah hold it's on. a me... Daniel Ahmad tweet. Yeah, he did. Here we go. Here we go. I just found it. Okay, yeah. so EA paid up to 455 million to acquire Respawn at the end of 2017. So this is where Microsoft head is at right now. You just just focus on these numbers because this is where Microsoft is going by acquiring these 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 studios. Since 2018, and again, this is only if you strike. You can actually bum out and have studios that don't work out. But EA actually came out pretty clean on this. Since 2018, it launched and and again, shout out to Daniel Ma for putting these numbers together um, on Twitter for us to be able to um, read. But in 2018... Uh, they launched and hit 100 million plus with Apex Legends players on the live service game. That's what Apex game, it's their Battle Royale, Fortnite competition, but they didn't say it's like Fortnite because it's doing something completely different and new, which mm-hmm. I'm glad it's not a Fortnite clone, but it is in the Battle Royale genre, but it has its own foothold there. Like when you think of Battle Royale games, there is room, you have Players Unknown, PUBG, you have um, you have COD's Warzone, you have uh, Fortnite. You have Apex Legends. Like all those games bring something new and different to the table. That's different from all the other ones. But anyway, uh, so then and and then after that, uh, they launched and hit 20 million players for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and this is a single player game. Both titles have grossed 2.5 billion dollars combined. So to make an initial investment of 455 million and you've crossed the 2.5 billion with just two titles, yeah, you, you see you see you see where the math is going. So honestly, I feel that EA actually struck gold with this they deal. Did. And I think that deal is good. Now looking in the future, Respawn is not slowing down, right? And they just announced that um, they are creating between Lucasfilm Games and EA, they're announcing that uh, they're gonna be creating new uh, Star Wars games, 
right? Like that's that's crazy. One of the not one of the projects that they're working on is Jedi Fallen Order Two, which is now officially announced. Um, the second one is the FPS Star Wars game that is not Battlefront Three, which is why I'm glad they're doing something different because Battlefront Two was a dumpster fire of a game. Yeah. Like that game died as soon as it came out. Um, and then, and then co-developed with Bit Reactor Studios. The third one is a strategy game. That is a third entry of a strategy series that we think it continues the Empire at War game. So, it's it's something oh, completely no. different. So, mm -hmm. I mean, EA is getting huge return on Respawn right now. Huge return. So, I see Microsoft having the same thing in their mind, thinking with Activision Blizzard, the returns having their Game Pass a lot more uh you know it's a, a lot more of a looking object like what games mm -hmm. can you add to the game pass so now more people don't want to get the game pass keep it because as we broke down and i went an episode i think we did last year it could have been the year before that you know when it comes time to subscription-based services when you buy something like that it just goes and goes and those who watches their their account every month for when netflix comes out i don't who watches every <laughs> month when disney plus comes out no, I don't take it. like it. Just, 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 just take the money, and that's generally what it is, and that's what a lot of these subscription-based services. That's what they intend on happening. They think about those numbers. Are you literally sitting by and waiting for things to come out of your account? No. Are you going to say like it's only until the value starts to drop to where you're saying, you know what? Why am I paying for this? Because as soon as that happens, you're like, yo, I'm about to throw this out. Like this is a waste. I have never thought about that with Game Pass. Period. <laughs> Like, I've never mm -hmm. not wanted to get rid of the service. So to be able to have stuff like this is craziness. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ubisoft changed their mind and included Ubisoft Plus, created a deal oh, yeah. with Microsoft to include Ubisoft Plus inside the yeah, inside the Game Pass. Like, that's just absolutely nuts. Like, I had Ubisoft Plus on the PC. And let me tell you, the value is there. I use it to play um, uh, Watchdog Legion. Uh, I use it to play Riders. Um, Riders that game? Republic. Yeah. Riders Republic, right? I use mm -hmm. it to play all those games. I actually went through and I think I paid three months worth of it and got a chance to play a whole bunch of different games. But then I also, no, actually two months. I'm sorry, two months. And I finished Watched All Legions. Excellent. Great game. And if they had something like that on Xbox, yo, I wouldn't even, uh, they would have my money and I wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> yeah, I think. I would, I think Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm done. I was going to say, uh, like, I think, like, we're all worried that eventually, like, there's so much value here that uh, they're going to have to increase the price on it. That's the only thing we're worried about. We're not worried about the fact that they're dinging our credit card every week, every month because yeah. we're getting value. Well, let's put it like this. I don't mind paying for something if I see the value in it, okay? Mm -hmm. If they raised the price on xbox game pass are you gonna sit there and honestly argue that you're not getting your value when right now game pass ultimate they, they crafted they crafted they did it in a crafty way where they place xbox gold you get it with xbox game pass ultimate so if mm -hmm. you don't get game pass ultimate you have to buy xbox live gold and x and xbox game pass if you want to pay for it two separate ones why not just go bump up a tier and go to ultimate you get gold you get game pass and then you have the ability that if you want to should you choose to play game pass on a pc right and uh, all that's included under one thing 
And if they right now Canadian, it is $16.99 a month for Game Pass. Now, granted, I usually don't see that $16.99 because I usually wait till Game Pass goes on sale or PS Plus goes on sale and I buy up one or two years like for instance um when game pass had that deal and of course they're going to probably stop all these deals but when they had that deal where if you do the one for one um hack where if you buy gold uh for up to three years and then you activate the game pass join game pass for one dollar microsoft was giving you one for one so you mm -hmm. literally were getting three years of game pass ultimate so i actually capitalized on that and i have to don't look at actually don't have to look at game pass until next year i think next year christmas time um nice. so I, I i honestly don't have to look at it anymore but once that ends i'll be looking at paying it by the year first of all i won't pay it by the month because it ends up costing more but i'll start looking like this year i'll start looking in advance as soon as the microsoft as soon as the game pass deal comes up uh i'll end up stocking up on it and buy like two years worth on it and in the long run it'll save me because it's a service that i'm always going to want right so mm -hmm. um it is what it is but anyway so coming back around to um you know the whole uh, uh to respawn entertainment deal and things like that um i i really feel like it respawn is doing really good with themselves they have a star wars project in development uh, they also just dropped um the release date for lego star wars the skywalker saga which released april 5th and hopefully it's not delayed further um but that's where it is right now uh they these uh, are mass like other star wars projects uh, these are other star wars project right yeah. so there's a massive game star wars project from the makers of the division series which oh my gosh that'd be crazy that's um, gonna be cool yeah, yeah. that's gonna be real nice uh, a new star wars game from quantic dreams newly formed second studio called star wars eclipse uh mm -hmm. that's one and then you have a knights of old republic remake being made by asper now what i don't mm -hmm. see on that list and i'm guess it's not by respawn what's that what's that tech what's that star wars game that was supposed to come on switch um or was like they announced it at the uh, oh, star wars the, hunters Nintendo direct yes yeah where, what star happened wars to hunters. that i forgot that, that's coming on that switch. die yeah that's yeah great. they showed it once and and they didn't show anything, they didn't show anything else after that is that a mobile it, it's thing? supposed to come out soon uh yeah yeah, like they have the they have the 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 page for it. It's supposed to be a free to play um game. Um Zynga made it. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder if are they actually serious about it. it looks interesting. Maybe maybe the acquisition of Zynga maybe uh screwed up a, a few things for them and they got to refocus on when it's coming out. Yeah, because it's supposed to drop. It's supposed to be a uh, competitive game that's supposed to drop on Switch and mobile mm -hmm. phone games at the same time. So you're supposed to be able yeah. to. Uh, and I feel like, again, a combination like that, being able to match make with people on phones, I feel like it's endless. endless yeah, it works for Unite. So like, this is a great idea, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another. Unite. That's another. Uh, that's another one as well um did you have anything else to drop on that uh, i was just gonna go back to one thing you said like um like the value is definitely there like uh like ea got their value with respawn and uh like for sure microsoft even though they paid a lot of money for activision they're getting like the value they need to fill out some of the things that they're missing 
Like, it may not seem that way because COD is a, a first-person shooter and they already have Halo and they already have Gears to fill that role. But you're getting stuff like um, like uh, Beanox and Toys for Bob that do, like, more... I, I, I want to say more kid-friendly games uh, in, mm-hmm. in the form of Crash and Spyro. Um, and that's something that Microsoft hasn't had for a very long time. And we, we kind of saw, like, during the winter time, we saw them add a whole bunch of uh, more kid-friendly games and uh, games for a, a younger audience. And that worked out for them a lot. I think they increased their Game Pass by quite a lot uh, because a lot of people got Series S's for Christmas. So they're, they're definitely getting a lot of things that um, they're missing in terms of, like, IP. Especially when, mm-hmm. you, when you add in Skylanders, you add in Guitar Hero. Those are interesting things to have. You're adding in Tony Hawk very interesting Mm -hmm. thing to have under your your exclusivity so the the value like uh, of the purchase is definitely there and i I completely agree with you when you say that oh i agree 100 all right so another good uh, another good console maker uh nintendo switch they've they're doing things they officially sold more consoles than the the playstation one uh according to vg crazy and now they are on their way to uh, to being PS4. able to tackle the, the yeah. PS4. Um, yep. like it's it's absolutely crazy. So they're going for the PS4, and what other system they're going for? It's two other systems that still left. Oh shoot! So currently, the Switch. Um, uh, where is it? They've passed the Wii and they've passed the PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. So that puts them in the fifth place spot. So they got to go to PlayStation 4, they got to go to uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. DS, and then PlayStation 2 is on top. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so now DS they're usurping their own handhelds, which right. I think they'll, they'll do. I think oh, yeah, by the, the Yeah, by the end of the Switch lifecycle, I think they're going to beat them. Yeah, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Uh, and it's actually funny that we're talking about the Nintendo Switch because right after that, again, we're not going to spend much time on this because we're going to say this for February because uh, we're going to, um, you know, after we talk about this, we're going to run these nuggets for this week. But um, mm-hmm. w- the next thing coming on the horizon is the Steam Deck. So they've officially, Valve has officially confirmed this said pre-orders are starting to roll out February 25th in the order that they were received. So if you were the first one to order it, you will be the first one to get your pre-order. If you were the hundredth person to order it, you'll be the hundredth person to get your pre-order. And you have three days to fulfill it. After the three days pass, 72 hours, um, that if you choose not to pay for it, your ticket goes now to the next person in line. And uh, they're continuing to do that. So uh, while everybody rushed along, excuse me it's a pre-ordered if you don't have your ducats in a row um to get your console in three days whoops you've lost it and i actually forgot that i actually ordered one um i've technically ordered two of them one on one on each account um and i have one for myself and one for a friend of mine uh he actually asked me he's like bro why didn't you buy the the expensive one i don't have eight hundred dollars to drop <laughs> on a console like it's just it's disgusting i i don't i don't what what i don't i don't have that i mean so guarantee so granted i didn't buy the entry model the entry model to me is the worst one to buy at all of them the entry model does not have the uh the special i think the e the emcc um uh data storage out of the, right. the two like it's it, it was it, it was the worst for the money um yeah 
that they had there. So I did buy the I did buy the second one. Um, so model one has 64 gig internal. We all know that's going to explode within the first couple hours of you doing it. Like it's just, yep. it's only a matter of time. Um, there, so Plus they have that memory won't be able to play some games because exactly. it's lower memory. Yeah, exactly. And they've already confirmed that, which I think they need to put that in bold print when people are buying this thing. Again, mm -hmm. we're going to go through all of these. We're going to read that. We did an episode about it uh, like three months ago when they first first announced it and allowed people to be able to pre-order it. But we're going to, of course, dive into it again because I'm going to give the month of February, well, at least the last week um, after Valentine's Day. So, you know, make sure you ask your, everybody who got a boo. Y'all ask your boo. Give me a Steam Deck for Valentine's Day. <laughs> If you don't already have a PlayStation, um, but, uh, you know, it's it, that's going to be the biggest thing. So we're going to talk about it more. We're going to dive into it more. But just to give you uh, a, a, a slight snippet of what to expect now that they've officially announced the pre-orders. So the first model is 64 gig is the EMCC storage, and that's the only one that's unique. The model two and three both has NVMe SSDs. Model two has 256 and model three have 512, right? So considering me, and that's why I went for the mid-tier model because I feel the mid-tier model is is the better one to get the only difference between the mid tier and the high tier is just the amount of nvme storage um that's that's literally you know it that's the only difference um but they do all have a, a high speed micro sd slot which is good um you know so but the problem is the micro sd and the emcc drive will pretty much perform much slower than ssd so i'm feeling like this is going to be one of those instances like with the next the current gen consoles like ps5 and xbox series x where you're going to need to transfer the games that you want to play onto the ssd and then transfer the games you don't want to play back onto the ssd um, and then, or play games that you only can play with the high power SSD drive on the internal and play games that you can play from an SD card from an SD card. So, um, that's why I really feel like that entry level model is a waste. It, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunately, I feel like it's a waste of money because you're not getting the whole system for what it's meant to be, um, because mm -hmm. you're getting the inferior hard drive on it. So I, I, I really feel like that's messed up. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, that first uh, model is going to have some drawbacks. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. So, um, so now the, in the top tier model for us Canadians, uh, actually, that's actually, no, U.S. people, because in Canadians, it's like almost 800. But for mm -hmm. the Canadian model top tier, it comes at 650 um, and gives you 512. And um, it's $120 more than the mid-tier model. So all it is is just double the, sp the storage. It's going to perform the same as the mid-tier model um it's just that you can install more AAA games on the internal games um and it also uh and it, it also offers a premium anti-glare glass screen but other than that they're they're pretty much all you know that they all have their um their 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 trade-offs and things like that so again it, it, do we think this is a nintendo switch killer probably not nintendo will never be able to be killed because nintendo will always have its games at the end mm. of the day the steam deck is nothing but a glorified um handheld where you can play a pc games i'm sure people will find a way to emulate games and play it on their steam deck and then it'll be a glorified for some people you know walking in like no matter what console you decide to play on there via retro arc um but the whole thing is that's 
pretty much what it, it will be for some people. If I bought that, it will not be that for me. I promise you that. I, I can play that on my Android phone. Um, but <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, I don't think of this as a Nintendo Switch killer. But in the same sentence, a lot of people will be comparing this to the Nintendo Switch. Um, mm -hmm. so it's uh, a lot of people, uh, well, Valve is actually saying themselves, a lot of games will not even run on the, uh, on it really well. So, yeah, the, I mean, they need to be optimized for it too. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So I feel like it'd be a more powered, high powered Nintendo switch. Like for instance, I mean, where you have final fantasy, here's a good comparison. You have final fantasy 10 HD remaster on Nintendo Switch look a certain way. Then you have Final Fantasy X HD Remaster on the the Steam Deck look a certain way. Both games are going to play the same. The one I see that just may maybe look comparable to PlayStation. I mean, uh, the the next gen graphics consoles maybe just look like that. Other than that, it's really going to be the same game. Because at the end of the day, you can't play Smash Brothers on the Steam Deck. You can't play, you know, exclusive games to, you can't play Mario Party Superstars on there. So, I mean, we're, we're going to really see how far this is going to go, how many uh, uh, games uh, on Steam you can actually play. Like, is it only 10% mm -hmm. of their library or is it 15%? Is it 20 or, you know, 50? Uh, we, nobody knows, but we will get more information as the news gets closer um, right. to where it's going to work out. Um, and yeah, they're saying the updates to Valve software is supposed to have you both supposed to be the games like Half Life 2. Uh, that, that's starting to roll out updates as well. Uh, what is that, Valve software? Yeah, okay, yeah, they're right, starting perfect. to go through their, their catalog of stuff, and I imagine the devs got to kind of do the same, uh, to get it to run like on yeah. the uh, the Steam Deck. Yep, true, true. Alrighty, well, I mean, that's episode 104. We've seemed like we've covered quite a bit. Um, uh, again, this is going to be a... This January was a good month, January 22. I can't believe we're almost at the end of the first month of the year 2022. Uh, mm -hmm. It just seemed like it just went gone and it's just like that. So now we're entering uh, the month two. Um, I mean, for anybody that's, you know, wondering if you're actually listening to this podcast episode five years into the future and you come back and listen to it, unfortunately, COVID is still a thing. Um, you know, they're just now been hitting this in the peak wave of Omicron, uh, portion of the virus is still flying around. So, I mean, this even when we thought we, this stuff was going to end, it's, it's still very much, uh, apparent, but you know what it is at the end of the day. I can still play my games at home. I can still sit comfortably on my couch. And uh, I just hope developers found a way to create games while still working in this crazy remote COVID-like environment. That's what yep. I hope. Yeah. Right. And like in the nuggets, we're going to see like people are still going. They're still yeah. creating games. And uh, I, I know a lot of stuff got delayed, but like we're, we're getting stuff coming. Yep, that's and, true. And uh, new plans are still going ahead full steam. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. All right, well, Josh, um, I'll let you go ahead and run the uh, nuggets out for us. And, uh, and um, you know, we can run it out for this week. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with uh, PS Plus games for February include EA Sports UFC 4, Planet Coaster Console Edition, and Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure. That's a mouthful to say. <laughs> but that is the DLC that came out in Borderlands 2. 
that inspired the game they're working on and is coming out uh, March 24th, I believe it is. Uh, which I, I'm jumping on day one because I'm I'm big Borderlands guy. Then we got um, Crytek have officially announced that they are working on Crisis 4. So they re-released the uh, 1, 2, and 3, the trilogy, um, to get us hyped for a new project. And we, we haven't had a Crisis game in a long time. Uh, so th this is really cool. Uh, as well, another, like very old mascot platformer that was during the ps2 days uh cow the kangaroo if anybody remembers cow the kangaroo uh he's getting his own new sequel as well um mm. they re-released the old games in hd not too long ago and apparently this new sequel is coming uh in 2022 so interesting i remember that i remember yeah that. Wow. Yeah, very kind of obscure. Uh, yeah. Wasn't quite as popular as like you got your Crash, Spyro, Jack of and course. Daxter, Ratchet. Yeah, but I do remember it though. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I was going to ask you about this game, uh, if you know anything about it. So NIS America has released a demo for Monarch on Nintendo Switch uh, that's out like tonight. Really? Uh, have you heard about this game? Oh, it's a RPG game, mm -hmm. and it's licensed developers Furu Corporation, which Furu did um, uh, uh, Alliance Alive. Uh, I think Furu did Bravely Default. I think. Oh, interesting. I think so, and apparently, the game data carries over to the full game what wow why does this look like caligulia effect that that's what i thought too it kind of has that caligulia effect or that persona kind of feel to it okay yeah. so i'm gonna actually download this and i asked the reason for the upcoming it gets a demo with progress carrying over to the full game i this remind this is screaming caligulia effect uh um vibes mm -hmm. yeah that's what this is screaming for me i'm gonna i'm gonna get this and you know what the thing is i just actually pulled this is so bad i need to fit this is why i'm finishing shin mega shin megami tensei 5 i need to freaking finish mm -hmm. it because i played caligula effect uh the first one and i got i want to say halfway through the game didn't finish it um and i need to go back and i and and finish it i just bought caligula effect 2 i got it on sale for like 35 bucks which is good considering that game when it first came to 79.99 shout out to Bamas again coming through clutch so i but i have that in plastic i have shin megami tensei 3 uh nocturne hd i have that in plastic i got that for 15 dollars um from a deal in the states i picked up bravely default 2 for 20 bucks uh in the states around like there was a whole lot of deals last year and, and christmas time and that was actually shout out to uh cheap ass gamer um that that's how i scored those games uh and i got them at a cheap ridiculous price um so i have all these rpg games in plastic that i need to play that you know i want to actually finish them so i'm probably gonna oh, sidestep from you know shimagami tensei 5 to um to play pokemon legends arceus when it comes i'll finish that then i'm gonna go back to uh i'll probably 
ta- I probably tag them both and and go back and forth. But I'm not moving on. Those games are in plastic. I'm not moving on to them till after I finish Shin Megami Tensei Five, and then I'll nice. move on. The RPG backlog is the the worst backlog to have. Oh my gosh, it's because it <laughs> Cause takes those so games are, long. Are long each. It takes yeah. so long. But I'm actually gonna yeah. go download Monarch and um, have a little play out to see what it's like. If I don't like the battle system, I'm not playing it. Because mm-hmm. battle systems, they make uh, the oh my gosh! Don't say this. Monarch is a new RPG from the band of former Shin Megami Tensei developers. So, oh, it's done. You're you're definitely gonna play it at some point. <laughs> it's definitely got appeal similar to the likes of Shin Megami Tensei, mixing Danonic of the words with a school. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Josh, I'm gonna have to. Oh my gosh, this drops in February. Well, I'm personally, I'm not buying this when it first dropped. I learned my lesson. This will get picked up on sale, and I'll pick it up physically, and that's what I'm gonna do. Nice. I'll get it on sale. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> so Tosh- Toshihiro Nagoshi, the creator of Yakuza games, we we heard that he he left uh, because Netties was gonna basically give him whatever he wanted whatever you want just come make games for us so he's officially calling his studio nagoshi studios kind of reminds me of uh, kojima productions kind of thing and um he's really tosh uh toshi hero nagoshi he's kind of like an auteur like kojima as well wow. so yeah he, he's kind of like a kojima kind of mind uh like it, just with yakuza instead of metal gear solid uh so it, it, at the same time like it's sad to see him leave the Yakuza franchise, but he's gonna make really great games uh, mm-hmm. under his own uh, his own studios, and uh, he's gonna be fulfilling probably something he w- had in his mind that he really wanted to make, uh, and that's why he made the jump here. Okay, that's what's up. And then lastly, uh, we got Dwayne the Rock Johnson says he'll be bringing a video game franchise that he describes as one of the biggest, most badass to the big screen. So I, I've been racking my head as to what it could be. And the thing I keep landing on is that we're gonna see a Gears of War movie, hopefully coming. And I hope um, Batista plays the uh, plays Marcus Phoenix and then The Rock can play one of the characters as well. That That's the only thing I can think of that uh, they might be planning to bring. Okay. And you know what? I was right. Just to switch back, I, I was right. So Furu, uh, they did um, Alliance Alive. Um, they did The Legend of Legacy, which is another good um, uh, RPG game on a 3DS. They're responsible for both uh, Caligulia Effects game, um, oh. the, the original Caligulia f- Effect, and uh, and then the title when it came to the West, Caligulia Effect Overdose. Uh, which is mm. the, the the next part of it. Then you have Caligulia Effect Two, um, so you have no, that. So, so yeah, they've yeah they've done they've done a lot of these games, and also they are actually responsible for the Alliance Alive HD remaster that came on Switch and it came on Steam. Um, I, there's another game I'm actually waiting to come on sale. So if this game drops on sale, I'll probably scoop that up too because I started playing it and um, you know never got to finish it. Um, mm-hmm. So as soon as I as soon as I as soon as I see this on sale, I'll scoop that too. I, I I love having physical games on the Switch. Like it's 
like I'll never just go to playing all digital. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's too much choice. Of... Like when it comes to sales. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you can always find it at a good price somewhere. Yep, and I just and that's the thing. I just wait till I find it on sale. When I find it on sale, then um, then I'll grab. Wow, so this game is only thirty bucks uh, used. Um, Alliance Alive HD Remaster. Wow, that's nice. Oh my gosh, this game was on sale and I missed it. This game was thirty four ninety nine, uh, and now it's sold out everywhere. Interesting. Well, I end up picking it up later. Like I said, it's no rush. I have mm-hmm. a whole lot of other games to play. Yep. All right. Well, that is episode one hundred four, and um, Josh, it's been uh, it's been good. Yep. It was a good one. It was a good one for sure, hundred um, percent. You know, they also did Astria Ascending too. Oh, really? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they did Astria Ascending. Oh uh, nice. no, I'm sorry, not um, not Furu, but NIS did. NIS. Oh did, yeah, yeah. Uh, Astria. They published yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, they published it too. Yeah, so NIS, uh, they've done a lot of stuff because now upon Itchy Software, they did the Sky series. So it, it's always right. that trifecta yeah. umbrella. Um, and actually, it's not a trifecta. It's four of them. So it's Furu, NIS America, Nippon Itchy Software, and Atlas USA. They they all they come out with some dangerous RPG games, I, honestly. Is um, NIS uh, doing uh, the Legend of Hero series, or is that Falcom? I think that is... I'll look it up quick. Yeah, I think it's that. Because I know, I know NIS have the Yee series. Oh right! Um, yeah. Yes, they have the year series, so I think um, the Legend of Heroes that might be that is Falcom, but That's it Falcom. is NIS America as well. Legend of Heroes, NIS, and the Pony oh, yeah, yeah. Software as there well, we right? Ah. So yeah, it, it's it's I think I think um, NIS is bringing it to the West. Oh, that's another Ch- RPG games um, I love. Uh, Legend of Heroes. Oh my gosh! I've been super tempted to start because I like the way they treat their narrative in it. It's just these games are so long. E- each one is like is full of dialogue and just like there's such long experiences that I'm kind of like timid to jump into it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um wasn't Legend of Heroes uh that was um weren't they supposed to be making Switch titles too? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Trails of Cold Steel Five. Uh, I th- or uh, I think that's it. Or sorry, Those four. Are other good games I need to buy. Yeah, because I know Trails, Trails of, of Cold Steel very... Four. Yeah, I need. To, I need. That's another game I need to to pull up. Oh my gosh, they just need to kill. They just need to leave my wallet alone. Honestly, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they need to. They need to. They need to leave my wallet alone because I, I would. I would scoop this too. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love some Tales games. Anyway, um, you guys have a wonderful evening. Enjoy Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Josh, I think with that, we are out of here. Good night, everybody. Good night.